to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one, pull up a chair, and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Hello and welcome to the Bear Conspiracy Show. Thank you guys for joining us. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. Dirty D. Sean. Tonight I'm going to be talking about the dastardly Scientology. I began to ask this question, what is man? And uh, I found, oddly enough, that nobody could tell me what man was. Uh, What did he consist of? Where was he going? What was he doing? I became very fascinated with this particular line of research, and I made it my life's work. To really know life, you've got to be part of life. You must get down and look. You must get into the the nooks and crannies of existence. You have to rub elbows with all kinds and types of men before you can finally establish what he is. And you, in fact, did this? Yes, I've slept with bandits in Mongolia, and I've uh, uh, hunted uh, with uh, pygmies in the Philippines. As a matter of fact, I have studied 21 uh, different primitive races, uh, including the white race. (laughs) Uh, My conclusions... Uh, were that uh, man, regardless of his state of culture and so forth, was essentially the same, that he was composed of... uh, uh, He was a spiritual being, and he was a spiritual being that was pulled down to the material, uh, the fleshly interests, the... uh, to an interplay in life that was in fact, too great for him to confront. And I concluded finally uh, that he needed a hand. Do you ever think that you might be quite mad? Oh, yes. The one man in the world who never believes he's mad is a madman. Dweller H. Before we get started, we're going to kick it over to Dirty D for Dirty D's Dirty News. You ruined it. You talked during it. Welcome to this segment of Dirty D's Dirty News. This news comes to us all the way from South Africa, so you know it's going to be good. Sean was bad mouth in Africa. I thought we started. I thought Aaron was about to play like an Afri- like a black people's song. I was like, <laughs> "What's he gonna play?" I'll play Toto by Africa. <laughs> oh, no way, okay. Africa by Toto. <laughs> Man arrested after trying to sell severed penis to shoppers at South African mall. A person penis? 
a person. Rhino? Oh, okay. Yeah, gross. I'd buy a rhino one. That'd be all right. Why the fuck would you buy a rhino piece? To eat it's it for to... power. Yeah. Or okay. maybe it makes you have a more libido. And it'll give you an extra horn. I'm like, I could go for a horn somewhere. Extra one off of coming out of anywhere. I guess it don't matter. Yeah, it'd be all right. It'd be like... A Giver. horn on top of your dick? It'd be like Giver. Uh, except for that no, one. No, then I you're poking wanna... holes in your wife. <laughs> anywhere except my dick and balls. What and about your probably... butthole? Above the butt, I'll be all right. Well, not in your butt. No, 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 no. So a man accused of trying to sell a severed human penis at a mall in South Africa has been arrested after horrified shoppers turned on him. The 32-year-old suspect was grabbed by outraged mall visitors when he reportedly took out the body part and offered it up for sale. Does he have a shop, or was it just like walking <laughs> he was around, walking like, around hey, the mall, like you guys want to buy a penis? Pull a penis out of his pocket. Hey, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> you, guys, you guys want this? Was that on a stick? Like penis here. <laughs> penis on a penis stick. Here. Penis on a stick. You can wear it on your own penis. <laughs> the suspect. Oh, but it smelled. I think it was fresh. It oh, was like okay. a fresh penis. That's oh. fine. But it still smelled so probably, like sweat. Right. <laughs> Especially imagine, in South Africa. I'm imagining a pigs in a blanket. Oh, we got a text from from an old friend. That we don't talk to anymore. Who's been Who? banished? Jared. Yeah. What did he say? He's at a southeastern baseball game, and there's was... not one Bud Light in hand. I see about twenty Miller Lights. Yeah. Nice. I think Miller. Nice. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm wrong. I thought Miller Light was also Budweiser company. Nope. Cool, 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 cool. That's good. I'm glad that they um did a switch over. I was a. Uh... At the store earlier buying beer, and this old man was buying Budweiser, and I was going to be like, ha, fat. Tranny beer. <laughs> Paging Dr. Faggot. I went to the bar, and like people usually drink Michelob or Bud Light. Michelob's a Budweiser thing for sure. Yeah. And everybody drinking Miller Light. I was like, hell yeah. What's dad yeah. drinking these bars days? Bars are supposed He's to be. drinking Coors Light. Oh, that's good. Like, bars mm-hmm. are hit like way Coors worse. I think good. like social pressure, like... If somebody orders a Bud Light, they're going to be like, you're a fucking tranny. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they do. Especially it. when people get drunk and it's going to get way worse. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't like that. Yeah, everybody turning into trannies and begging each other. Oh, I just thought somebody liked to order a Bud Light and get his ass kicked. I watched this video. These two guys were sitting on a couch and they were drinking Bud Light. And one guy drank, opened his beer and he drank it. And then he... He got all gay and stuff and wanted to make out with his friend. So he was about to kiss him. But then his friend was like, hey, whoa, whoa. I haven't even opened mine yet. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he drank it and then they, uh, they were both gay. That's gross. Yeah, that's pretty it was, gross. It's funny. So the that's suspect, funny. who has not been named, has been charged with the unlawful possession of human tissue. Apparently not cutting off the human tissue. Good. You need a sword and a sheath. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Like it just... You're supposed to cut the skin off of it? Well, no, he got charged for the unlawful possession of a human tissue, but he didn't get charged for cutting off a dude's dick. Oh, well, they don't know whose dick it was. Somebody got walking around just all gray-joyed. Well, no, they know who it was. He didn't let me finish the article. I'm still reading it. Oh, oh yeah. We pause like, it's like, I'm done. What do you guys think? No, I had to scroll down past the ads. Oh, anything good? Two dollars off? Um, let's read the ads. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Police spokesperson Mojala Nahala said it is believed that he was looking for a buyer in Butterworth. That's where it was at. Preliminary investigations have revealed that the private parts were removed from a 60-year-old man in O.R. Tambu district. It wasn't even like prime. He did not give his consent to have his peen pee removed. 
Um, the police commissioner praised locals for detaining the suspect. Um, he said this is a despicable and cruel act. The actions of the suspect are inhumane, and justice must take its course. I thought you, you think said an despicable af- and cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is despicable and badass. <laughs> they might cut his own pee off. I don't know what they do over there. Oh, uh, they should, I guess. I for the victim eye. who has not <laughs> been named is reportedly in the hospital. Poor guy. Motive is currently unclear. Investigation ongoing. I did read somewhere. I don't know. Remember that Rick what, and Morty thing where this politician is like, I want Jerry's dick, and like he's about to lop it off. So she's like, I'm not going to lop off my dick. And then the wife's like, I don't know. Some of these robot dicks look pretty good. Look at this one. <laughs> she wants a nice big yeah big robot dick yeah to play with <laughs> so apparently they believe over there that you know like that weird stuff that you like eat a man's dick and you gain his Poor bigger power yeah yeah, yeah. highlander shit and yeah what's the highlander it's a movie any good very good it I- won the academy award oh for what for best movie ever made i'm assuming that's what that was about like they kind of believe that stuff over there yeah, I so, want the power of a six-year-old man. <laughs> well, I mean, gaining man. any power is good. Right. Enough. Like, I mean, that's it's, better than no extra yeah, power. It's more yeah. power than you already had. Nah, I, but I, I feel I like it make me more tired. <laughs> you have to like dick. be into searching that kind of thing out, not the other way around. If I did, though, I would definitely fry it on a skillet. You eat it, right? No, I wouldn't eat it. Well, if you're you, already talking about eating it, we weren't even. God damn, we dude. didn't even think that. I didn't. I just thought maybe to keep it with you, like a rabbit's foot or something. Wear it on like a necklace. Yeah, like in, you always uh, lose a rabbit's foot somehow. Well, and how are you gonna lose a dick? You like put Danny it, McBride wore it around his yeah. neck as a necklace. Where did he have ears or something? It was a. It was his dick from I, a minotaur. I was gonna do it like scorpion and like. What movie are you talking about? Your Highness. Oh, oh I didn't. I didn't I'm see that. This of, is the end. Yeah, that might have been ears. Aaron see that? Yeah, I, see I didn't see that. Which did we one? go to the theaters? No, mm-hmm. no. Which one? Your, Your Highness. Highness. Oh, I saw it in theaters. I watched like, it again a year like or so hot, ago. Hot garbage. It was good. I watched like 10 seconds of it. I was like, good lord. It's funny. It's funny. Natalie Portman I, should not have been in that no. movie, but she's way too hot for that movie. Man, she's, she she got naked, didn't she? No. Like a back shot? No. no? I don't I think, think so. Else? That good movie that we saw was sci-fi. Star Wars. No, the other one. The Star one. Trek. She's not in there. No, but uh, Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. Great movie. And that concludes the segment of Dirty D's Dirty News. Okay, 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 okay. That was nice. That was a nice... Um... Nice interruption to the news. Right. What? <laughs> like, it was already... You had to say wow. Oh, you never told us how you, how you would fry up the dicks. Oh, you just like a pan and grease and just like a chicharronas? I feel like, like a pork you skin? would pork skin. cut it. And like, like you would cut a carrot real thin. Uh, I think that'd be really hard. I don't think it'll slice like that. You got to go. You freeze it slightly first, (laughs) and then you can cut it real good. Mm. Like how you make uh, cheesesteaks with a steak. Well, now you got to kind of freeze it a little bit. I got to put some green onions in, and then you slice it up. All right. I'm never eating testicles. It sounds better than testicles. I will never eat testicles. Like that guy at the. I feel like a penis gets more work than a testicle. More the testicles not a muscle. It should get more work. No, like more handling. Yes, you should handle a test. Who you handle? What? Like your your dick's got more road wear than your testicles. Yeah, they don't do uh, nothing but hang. Yeah, yeah, they're just there. Yep. I don't know what they're made of. Fat. I don't know. 
Sperm? I guess I should know I don't think that. they're made of that. I'm not a real great student. You are should not be in around any sort of hospitals or anything. I shouldn't be around women because I always like <laughs> every... Sexual Because of the raping. <laughs> Meditate on that. Rape. <laughs> every grade, high school, whatever, like, these are what girl parts look like. I always get a C, no matter what grade I'm in. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a black hole. There's no, there's no study specific to women. Oh, kind of. Yeah, there, there is. There is. Feminism. Well, not down there. Yeah, gynecology. Oh, well, I, I don't have to do it. How did you get to be a doctor? You just, um, you know, you just do it. I could wear a lap coat if I wanted to, but it's hot. You know, like me and you are warm blooded. I would not wear a coat. Nope. Can I get another beer, please? Another one. Another one. Finally. It's like, I feel like a lab coat would be way cooler and I'd wear it anyway. <laughs> but it'd be like a black one, so it'd look like the like a blazer. 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 Does it matter the color? It's gotta be white. Uh I think traditionally it's white. But it doesn't matter. I didn't I don't think anybody has worn any other color. If you showed up in a leather blazer. They're like, Oh my god, is there vampires here? <laughs> Who is this guy that's so badass? <laughs> Sean, where's he? take those sunglasses off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have fake teeth on? <laughs> All right, I'm going to get started on this shit. So, like well, I Scientology. said. Yeah, yeah we recorded Scientology. this already yeah. months and months ago, and it didn't happen. It was way longer than that. It was a long time. Well, I mean, months and months could be. It was a rape? Any amount of time. Okay. I don't know, it recorded for like 20 minutes and then stopped. I'll keep my trap soaked. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, you don't. You didn't talk? No, yeah, we were here. So, I mean, no, I've it was been here, here, but it was with Jared. Like I think Jared years. talks about it so much, I know what it is. It's like a pyramid, right? No. <laughs> not <laughs> a pyramid not scheme, not but not really. Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. See? I know what it is. All right, we'll get into this. I, I really want to uh, get it done because I've been doing research on this. And again, like, they. Like, like Dirty D said. So, let's jump in. You get a song? No. I've only got a song. Nobody oh. else has a song. Don't bring it up again. Seriously. You're never going to get a song. <sighs> so, Scientology is a, rig- a religion and movement brought about in 1954 by science fiction author L. Ron Hubbard. He's going to be the hero of our story. He's a real good guy, I heard. He is. From the, our last podcast so the about pra- this subject. The practice of Scientology is to bring about a higher personal development through ridding oneself of all that hinders you and to reach an enlightened state. Sounds good to me. It's a means to reach your highest potential by removing all influences that block your potential. To me, it's a bunch of self-help bullshit. But since its inception, the church has been highly controversial. And they were real popular. Did, weren't they real popular in like the 70s and 80s? Man, they like infiltrated. Very influential. We went over like they infiltrated like the FBI on yeah. one episode. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Um, I honestly don't know. I only heard we, about them since. We weren't around back Yeah, then. I only knew about them since Tom Cruise. We know them as a joke, but that's only yeah. because like the space stuff has come out. Space stuff? Well, like the alien stuff and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, that stuff wasn't out back then. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, So, we'll start by getting into the fellow who thought up this wackadoo religion. Now, (laughs) the Church of Scientology has its own biography of L. Ron, but it's often refuted by those who had actual interactions with him through his life. Basically, he's full of shit. (laughs) I know I should be biased when discussing topics, but it's really hard to be when this guy outright lies about his life. Because it's, it's really easy to discredit him because you can look up all the shit he's been through 
and know that he's full of shite. Does he know any karate? I bet that, he does. That is actually one thing he's never claimed to know. Oh. That's like the only thing. That's probably the only thing he does know. <laughs> he's like an expert in karate. <laughs> so, Lafayette Ronald Hubbard was born on March 13, 1911 in Tilden, Nebraska to Lodora May, a teacher, and Harry Ross, a U.S. Naval officer. He spent his early uh-huh. years in Helena, Montana, riding barely broken Broncos at three and a half. This guy sounds awesome. How old's your daughter? Three? Yeah. yeah. You think she could ride a Bronco? She's ridden plenty of Broncos. Bullshit. Since his mother was a teacher, he received his education reading philosophy, science, and the classics of Western literature at an early age. Through his father's service in the Navy, he was able to traverse the country and the world. He was really good friends with somebody in college. Somebody famous. Yep, we'll get to that. Cool. At six, he began a relationship with the Blackfeet Indians in Montana and was made a blood brother of the nation and instilled with their spiritual heritage. So we're talking about what Scientology says right now. I'm doing a little... I'm both. Okay. Very confusing Scientology, and then I'll refute it. Okay. So, like I said... He was question. made a blood brother of the Blackfeet Nation, but in all actuality, the Blackfeet have absolutely no ritual for blood brothers and would not be associating with a child, especially one so white. I thought you were telling all facts. I didn't know this is Scientology history. At 13, he became the youngest Eagle Scout in U.S. history. <laughs> the Boy Scouts don't actually keep records of the ages of the boys, but most of them become Eagle Scouts around 12 to 13, mm. so that's not really... An accomplishment. So there's no way to know if he actually was the youngest. His based off of everything else, we can infer it's probably a lie. Correct. Well, nobody knows anything about him yet, so... No. So his father joined the Navy, and the family moved to Washington, D.C. On the boat ride from the West Coast to D.C., he met a naval officer named Joseph don't, Snake. Don't talk oh, shit. Don't diss Joseph the Navy, Snake. baby. Joseph Snake. Yeah, you get a nickname when you get in there. What was your nickname? Douchey Double Mc- Trouble. Douchebutt. <laughs> so Joseph Snake Thompson studied under Sigmund Freud. Who Why wasn't that your nickname? That would have been badass. Sigmund Freud? Well, no, Joseph Snake Thompson. Damn, that sounds cool. Like have a, a nickname that's just a full, totally separate name? Well, I, that's how I know y'all were in the <laughs> So his whole nickname it's is not Joseph like Sean Snake, Snake it's Joseph Snake Thompson. Sean Joseph Snake it's Thompson. A, no, it's just Joseph you? Snake Thompson. Oh. Four-syllable max nickname, usually two. Or one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Snake introduced Hubbard to the theories of psychoanalysis and the mysteries of the mind. And when they got to D.C., Snake was able to grant him access to the Library of Congress to further his studies. I'm so Slytherin snake because I'm a snake. At 16, with his father stationed in Guam, he was able to travel Asia. He longed to answer the question on the origins of man. It's already bullshit. Like, just because your dad's in doesn't mean you get to travel. And That's the exactly what it means. source of life. You have a housing. You stayed there until your dad gets You know back. how it worked back then? Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Were you in it back then? I, yeah, because I have a dad Did in Did you a, go to Asia? All the old Navy people talk about the old Navy, so yeah, I do know about it. He trekked through Japan, China, India, and the Philippines. Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. In China, he met an old magician. Oh, shit. And he also met a Hindu that could hypnotize cats. Oh, shit. He gained entry into forbidden Buddhist temples and received knowledge of mystic wonder. This guy sounds like Dr. Doom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he's he's a villain like Dr. Doom. Kind of works out. 
I actually like Doctor Doom. He met Doctor Doom was badass. Yeah, he. He uh, rules a country, and he does pretty good at it. Latvia. 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 Just said it. I think it's Latvia. One dollar. One dollar. You want it on this? You well, should. I said the same with you. Okay. So Latvia. We're both in for one dollar. Yeah, it's Latvia. I'm kind of Latvia might be a real myself. country. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Latvia because uh, just watch. Because it is. I knew I knew something. Not girls' vagina mapping. Don't know that. But you know where Doctor Doom rules? Damn it! Yay! <laughs> Two dollars. I didn't agree to that. He didn't agree to that. Oh, we didn't shake. It only counts if you shake. I you never know. agreed to it. I got you, dog. Only so. he agreed to it. Nah, I don't do bets. You don't do bets. No, I, don't I do love bets. bets. I don't like betting at casinos, but I love face-to-face bets. Sorry, bro. Go ahead. So, uh, he met Tibetan bandits and became friends with Manchurian overlords. He slept with primitive tribes and learned the language nice. of the Igorati people in I don't just know, one I don't night. know what this guy looks like, but he's white, and there's no way yeah. he could do all this already. Exactly. That's the whole point. Imagine, like, uh, if he's the rock, like maybe. a white steamboat captain. <laughs> <laughs> already 60 at the age of eight. Well, just yeah. think, he's only like 13 or 14 still at this time. Very accomplished. Um, now, being a wonderful lover of people and life. And women. Right? Yes, and those Indian women. Elrond wrote of the Asian people. Oh, yeah. Sorry for saying this. He called them gooks <gasps> and lazy and ignorant. Of the country of China, he said they smell of all the baths <laughs> they didn't take. I think Chinese are the least lazy of right. the earth. They're very disciplined. and. Well, he was actually there in Asia and China. He would so know. He would I know. Would. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, I don't really know any Asians in real life. So. They can make a million dollars if they made the Great Wall a roller coaster. I met one. <laughs> I met one once, but it, they weren't a Chinaman. They were a different Asian. I don't know of any Chinamen. I only know a Vietnamese. Yeah, I know some Vietnamese. Two. They were brothers. And some they're Koreans. Brothers. I'm assuming they're... Oh, yeah, I've Koreans. been to the Koreans. But South Korea. Korea. Yeah, so young. Obviously. Min Jay, <laughs> shout out. You went to... Uh, South Tell Korea. us your story we of the, the South Korea. Yes, you already told the South Korea story. Yeah, tonight. Look it no, up. No, like uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we went there. We, we drank whatever. a lot. And we ate a lot. You kicked Min Jae in the face. That wasn't that wasn't in Korea. That was at America. I know. It was here. I was there because I was laughing, and Min Jae was pissed, and she smoked a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1927, he moved back to Helena with his grandparents. Since Helena was a small town and Elrond and his family traveled Asia, they were big news to the newspapers. And I think that's when he big started news. to big, embellish big his time. stories. Big time. Big time. Ugh. Big news. He enrolled in Helena High School where he was lead editor for the newspaper. Nerd. That's wrong. He was only contributed to the paper as a jokes editor and he dropped out of school <coughs> due to failing grades. Oh yeah, so when he dropped out, uh, he rejoined his parents in Guam. 1928, he failed his naval entry exam, and then he returned to the U.S. in 1929. You gotta be retarded to fail that. You don't know how it worked in 1901. It was probably way stricter. Oh, maybe. Way more strict. Sorry, yeah. Out of failed with the grammar portion. In 1929, he enrolled at George Washington University as an engineering student. He learned the tools necessary to examine human thinking and also atomic physics to study life force on its most fundamental levels. His transcripts would actually show he failed many of his classes, including atomic physics, but he would later claim to be a nuclear physicist. Well, I mean, just because the teacher failed you didn't mean you didn't pass. Yeah, like, how do you get to that level without 
passing the basics, which because he didn't. It doesn't sound like lies. Oh, of course. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Mr. Like, Gullible. See, we were we were talking earlier yeah, about Scientology, and we're like, how do people fall for this kind of stupid? You're already shit? halfway in. Yeah, no, you're already thinking this motherfucker's an atomic like, science. This guy sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, I'm I'm just saying, like, you're telling me all of his Scientology facts. It's like this, this is my resume. I'm like, there's like none of this is After possible. Everything I said, I said he. He was a it's lead editor. Ag- no, he was actually just a joke editor. It's just aggravating. It he like, said he was in atomic physics. No, he didn't even pass any of his classes. It's just aggravating, these lies. Uh, in 1932, during his final year of school, he organized several expeditions to primitive lands in the Caribbean. The group was called the Caribbean Motion Picture Expedition. They were supposed to explore and film pirate strongholds of the Spanish main but he actually had a lot of misfortune in the Caribbean and ran out of funds. So the owners of the boat ordered it back to Baltimore, and he decided not to go back to school. Probably because he seemed like an asshole. Well, probably because he was money. smarter than all the professors, so it was a waste of time. He sounds like what Brandon Fraser on The Mummy. He mingled with different cultures who predated Columbus in Puerto Rico, where he conducted one of the first mineralogical surveys. He was actually in Puerto Rico because his dad volunteered him for the Red Cross relief effort, but he abandoned that to look for gold. Now, I can believe that. Like His dad was like, just donate your blood. Just like once a day. No, it's... Go out there and help him out. No, I'm getting <laughs> gold. No, it's like, hey, go out there and work and build them houses and they build their own houses. They that's why he, he exactly. That's like, why he quits a little. They don't have old. jobs, so like, why don't they just? We're build the their newest own house? country in the world. Like, why don't they do their own thing? Yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah, that's why he quits to look for gold. So he then took to the skies, becoming one of America's 385 licensed glider pilots, and earned the nickname Flash Hubbard. Flash Hubbard. Flash Hubbard. Flash, Hubbard. Flash was, Snake Hubbard. That was actually true. He was actually a really good glider pilot. Um, is there like no little bitty motor? What is that a glider? I don't know. Is that a kite? A really big kite? Like no, a, it's like yeah. Like a, oh, oh, is that yeah. where you jump off a mountain yeah. and then you like? Oh, well, I think they were jumping out of planes. Huh. Okay. And that's, then you just glide down. That's mm-hmm. like for what stupid, purpose? Like a squirrel? I don't know. They did do that in uh, World War Two as like, like a. White people thing. They <laughs> did a lot like in a... uh, <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. During yeah. missions, they would drop the gliders. Just because it was quieter and you can actually... They didn't have parachutes then? Well, it's quieter and you quieter could... Quieter than a... Oh, you can probably aim. You can maneuver People and didn't have eyes get... then, too. No eyes? Yeah, no eyes. Yeah, you look up and... It's more of a stealth. That's totally a bird. It's a stealth thing. <laughs> hey, is that, a, is that the Scientology dude? <laughs> He's banged all the India and China. Indians and China? Yeah, he banged all the, yeah, that's what the I, Chinese Indians. I thought that's what you said... When you said he interacted with them. So during the Depression, he became an author, turning his real-life adventures into tales of horror and intrigue, writing sci-fi, westerns, and even romance. He was writing so much, going so far as to use 15 pen names and filling whole magazines with his stories. He wrote so much, he holds the Guinness Book of World Records for most published works by one author. True. Right. Oh, I was True. like, it's True. That's a that's a cool thing. So he did marry a woman named Polly Grubb in 1933, and the two had a couple of squirts. But through his writing, he barely made enough to get by, and he was All really that t- writing he does. He barely. Had they only to get paid by? like a penny a word, I believe it was. Why didn't he use this Chinese magic? Oh, plus he was really bad at with money. 
So, like when he got there money from his first, when he got money from his per- first published book, his wife was really happy because they were in a lot of debt. And they, but Elrond came home with a boat, and <laughs> I think it just sat in their yard. <laughs> didn't do anything with it. Um, he used his writing to fund his explorations, and eventually earned a place in the Explorers Club, which I think was actually a thing. In the 40s, he joined the war effort since he had earned a rare mariner's license to captain any vessel. He received recommendations to join as a naval officer. That's not true. He actually had a friend, I think it was his neighbor, just like a drinking buddy. His name was Robert McDonald Ford. He was a Washington state representative, and he gave Hubbard a letterhead and said, You're the writer. You write it when he asked for the recommendation. Nice. So that recommendation. That's the best recommendation he can have. Oh, yeah. Listen. Uh, that recommendation described Hubbard as one of the most brilliant men he's ever known. <laughs> he became highly decorated for duties under fire. Duty. Just kidding. He was deemed not fit for independent duty. Not fit for independent duty assignment and relieved of a command of a gunboat. He was then sent to submarine chaser training in Portland, Oregon, and given command of a submarine chaser. I hate this man. Why? He's your Navy buddy. His Navy brother. He's just like you. <laughs> I thought we were talking about you for a minute. Yeah, really. This was your biography. <laughs> On a voyage from Oregon, bound for San Diego. I would never be in a submarine. but bunch of homos. Submarine chaser. I don't think it's a submarine, is it? Is it? Like I think that's a fat girl. A hundred men go down in the submarine and they come up 50 couples. Yeah. No, I yes. thought it was a different boat. Aren't that's you supposed to know all the boats? That's a submarine. It's any oh, okay. submarine. Hubbard thought he detected an enemy submarine and began to fire upon it for 68 hours before he was told <laughs> I remember that. before he was told to report back to Oregon. They think it was a known magnetic deposit underwater. So he's fucking shelling this shit and having We boats, just can't get it, Captain. Having boats come replenish his arms. 68 hours he did that and it was nothing underwater. <laughs> so the next month, he sailed the ship to Mexican territorial waters and began a training exercise shelling next to the Coronado Islands, which he thought was U.S. owned. They actually belonged to Mexico, and they did not like that. Act of war. He should have left this out of his autobiography, like, I shelled stuff. Okay, we're not on the Scientology biography anymore. This is actually truth facts. How was he on a submarine and in charge? Because he had the, he had the recommendation <laughs> that he made up. That's the stupidest Navy I've ever heard of. <laughs> they can't go check your Facebook. Yeah, it's like I they just so. they let anybody in. Like you right? want to put them in charge or you want to do the history? Just whatever. Like, he can't fuck it up. This letter is fucking well, amazing about plus, it. Plus, it was World War II, so they were just, you know, taking anybody. I thought I, I doubted it, but he got put in charge for being an idiot. Can't even pass grade school. This is stupid. And that's another one of those weird things. He didn't. Remember I said he didn't graduate high school. He didn't. And yet he went to college. Yeah. There might not have been a prerequisite for college back then. I don't get it. Not We've m- had multiple stories with that happen. This is not my Navy. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, you can still get your GED, like, now. That's true. Maybe they had a similar thing back then. Stupid like, you got to work to keep your family alive as a kid, so you don't, can't go to school. You just Ooh, test that's out. that's good. I never thought of that. That's good. Maybe. Oh, yeah, so after he showed Mexico, they didn't like that, and he was again relieved of his command. He faked sickness, complaining of ulcers, malaria, back pains to get out of trouble. He ended his career in a naval hospital where he began to treat other servicemen <sighs> whose injuries were not being healed through medicine. Being healed through blowjobs. 
That makes me feel better. <laughs> this makes me feel tired. <laughs> yeah, if you got to give that many blowjobs a day, you wouldn't be tired. <laughs> That's how you. My jaw hurts. <laughs> I can't. I could can only eat through a. a the best medicine is sleep, right? Cell. Rest. Not, not, no, not, not not. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, if you're says, bleeding out, the best medicine is not you know, go to sleep. Patch Adams said this laughter is the best. Well, I mean, medicine. it is because then you just die. Everything's okay. I'm gonna go with laughter. It's not really medicine because you go up with Jesus. Or you go down. With Jesus Trump. would never do that. Huh? With Trump, the with, Antichrist. Let's go with... I really don't want to go Biden. He's fucking everything up. Yeah, the Biden is horrible. Yep. Trump's awesome. Yep. Awesome. I would like to have some, uh, you know, good stocks and shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. Except everything's trash right now. Yeah, right now. So, like I said, he ended his career in the Naval Hospital where he began to treat other servicemen whose, uh, whose, whose injuries were not being healed through medicine. How is he put in charge of that? He's not in charge. Gay! Well, helping him. He's just there with his he's own... He's just there to provide blowjob services. He's just there with his own fake injuries. So they they gave him an officer rating. Like, you you're you have to be an officer to be in charge of that. And then... He's not in charge be... of it. He's just there in the hospital also. He was in charge of the submarine. Yeah, but he's not in charge of healing people or helping them. He's there complaining of ulcers and malaria and back pain. I'm really mad about the Navy and also this guy. Good, you should be. He ruined a lot of people's lives. Um, so yeah, he healed them through spiritual healing mm-hmm. and he, that he learned through his past decades of his travels. After his naval service, he continued his treatment of others, treating Hollywood celebrities and writers and street gang members who he treated because he was a special officer of the LAPD. What does that mean? I don't know. It's lies. <laughs> he just said, yeah, they made me a special officer. While he was living in California, he says his family left him because he was a cripple. He had so many issues while he was in the Navy. He had headaches. He had rheumatism, conjunctivitis, pains in his side, stomach aches, pains in his shoulder, arthritis, and hemorrhoids. <laughs> In all actuality, his wife refused to uproot the children from Washington to move to be with him, and he just abandoned his family. Good. Washington sucks. D.C.? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Washington, D.C. sucks. So, now he's in California, and he meets the famous Jack Parsons. I'm assuming this is who you were talking about earlier. You met a famous person? The one, yeah, in college, like the Jack Parsons might have been significant in some way. If you don't know Jack Parsons, he's one of the leading rocket propulsion experts in the U.S. at uh, Caltech. Called it. And he also established the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the Aerojet Engineering Corporation. But he was also an occultist and a thelemite, which is a follower of Aleister Crowley. He actually headed up the Crowley's magical order, the Ordo (laughs) Templi Orientis. Demonomicus. Elrond moves into Parsons' mansion and begins to learn the occult and magic and hypnotism. Thought he already knew magic. Uh-uh. This yeah, he did. Where, this is where he Chinese learns magic. magic. He said he learned magic from the China. No, he just met that guy. Oh. Uh, he didn't oh. learn. Um, he began a relationship with Parsons' girlfriend, Sarah. Gee? No, that's a girl. His girlfriend. We know oh. you don't know girl parts. <laughs> nah, damn. No wonder you gotta see. <laughs> With Sarah... This vagina ain't got no penis. <laughs> Keep walking oh, in the stuff. <laughs> he didn't walk in... That wasn't a setup. I closed the door and walked into it. <laughs> I don't know what's worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, her name was Sarah Northrup. So Parsons was okay about it in public because 
of course, all those Thelemites are all about the orgies and sex magic and all this and that. But he was doing secret rituals in his room at night to get them separated. Naked rituals, jerking off on things. Classic name. He thought that Hubbard possessed great magical powers. So Elrond and Parsons tried to come up with a sex magical ritual that would summon the Antichrist or the Moon Child. It was a lot of jerking off on some tablet or something like that. Chump I've joke. done a lot of that too. We did jerking talk off a- with the tablet. We <laughs> we did talk about the Moon Child in uh, our episode about Trump. He was supposed to be the Antichrist. They did Correction fail. is maybe. I don't know. Although they were able to summon the scarlet-haired woman needed to birth the child. Game of Thrones. Hottest chick there. Melisandre. Um, not the hottest one. But second or third. Second. Well, my favorite. Or my third. favorite. Second. I think I have a thing for redheads. It's pretty fucking crazy. Or soulless, I guess is the, is the word. Yeah, I like it. Um, So Marjorie Cameron showed up one day and agreed to become pregnant with the child. In all actuality, she just showed up one day for drugs and sex and I'm sex. here for the penis. Penis party. <laughs> Table of one. So the next venture was yacht flipping. Elrond convinced Parsons to invest, which was pretty much Parsons just paying for the whole business venture because Elrond didn't have any money. Sarah and Elrond would buy yachts in Miami and sell them on the West Coast for profit. But Elrond and Sarah were really just going to buy a boat and you know, travel the world. For the second this time, is the first time I've heard this. For the second time Not again, the third time. when you say yacht flipping, yeah. I literally think you Like mean they're flipping. going to the marina and like... Yeah, and they... <laughs> yes, yes. And, I was like, it over. and for the second time, I was like, I think they did this on the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Well, with Elrond's magic powers, he probably could flip a yacht over. Yeah, you got to run back and forth. That's the thing. That's the trick. Yep. Ah. Build up momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Sarah and Elrond would just buy yachts in Miami, and uh, um, they were really Miami. just going to travel the world with that boat. They were forced to turn back due to a storm, and Parsons caught up with them, and that kind of ended their friendship, and then Parsons would die in a nitroglycerin explosion in 1952. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. That's the first style. In 1946, he married Sarah Northrup while he was still married to Polly Grubb, and during this time, he wrote his affirmations. They're kind of just a bunch of self-help phrases to <laughs> help affirm any doubts he had about That wasn't two pages himself. ago. Yeah, it is, and it's still a positive attitude. It's a type of self-hypnosis. Ready to read? All right. We did these earlier. We didn't bring it up that Aaron fucked up and we weren't recording. Man, I can't do my same sexy voice. Didn't work the first time. Let me get my bass voice back. Your eyes are getting progressively better. They became bad when you used them as an excuse to escape the Naval Academy. You have no reason to keep them bad. You need to squeak your voice like... Get stomach trouble. Oh, there it is. Used as an excuse (laughs) to keep the Navy from punishing you. You are free from the Navy. You sound like a shitty Sauron. Like It's like, what's the worst actor we could get? (laughs) Your hip is posed. You have a sound hip. It never hurts. Your shoulder never hurts. Your foot is an alibi. Your injury is no longer needed. That sucks. Not you. Not Dirty Dean. This, this guy. I'm going to read my old line again. That thing's sexual thrill. That I am now returned to the same feelings I had at 16 about sex where excitement is concerned. That naked woman and pornography excite me greatly. That's you just sound like you're a slow person. Me. Greatly gives me much pleasure. <laughs> Ugh, fuck you. Your poor wife has to hear that Well, I voice. think the first time it was deeper and more penetrating in the soul. 
You can tell all the romantic tales you wish, but you know which ones were lies. You have enough real experience to make anecdotes forever. Stick to your true adventures. That I tell the truth and must tell the truth. That all past errors and lies are forgotten. That my magical work is powerful and effective. That I am not susceptible to colds. That I believe in myself and I'm poised and dignified wherever I wish to be. Now do a Razor Ramon voice. I can't even picture. He's, 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 hey, yo. He's, yeah, that's pretty good. But. Hey, yo. Masturbation does not <laughs> injure or make insane. <laughs> he's just going to talk deep and slightly retarded. The chicas <laughs> or your parents were an error. Nope. That's all right. It was like half halfway. That's pretty decent. The chicas <laughs> like to watch you masturbate. Hey, yo. <laughs> I liked it. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. So his affirmations came years before his practice of Dianetics, which would be the precursor to Scientology, and we'll get to both of those pretty soon. He learned hypnosis from Jack Parsons, and that plays a key role in his psychotherapy. So Elrond was a famous sci-fi writer, so he, when he would go to conventions and stuff, he was well-loved by the nerds that would attend. And he used those fanboys of the Los Angeles Science Fantasy Society to practice his hypnotism skills. So a man named Bill Cox would be one of his first victims. He was able to hypnotize Bill easily because he was weak-minded. So he tells Bill to meet him someplace, Sean said, at the mall. Oh, I thought that was at, it really wow, was at we, the mall. No. Yeah. Was, oh, I thought it was at the mall. That's I, I wasn't sure where he told him to meet him. At uh, the mall. Anyway, yeah. Going right? down. Meet me in the club. <laughs> Again. Going going down. Down. It's going down. Meet me in the mall. It's going down. So the next day he goes to meet Elrond at the mall. That whole day, Bill realizes he's unable to take his hands out of his pockets. It was so hot, right? No. No, it it's will. hot when he grabs the man rod. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he meets up with Elrond at the mall, Manuel. who tells him to grab the handrail. The manrail, and it gets real hot. And he's like, he's, able to, he's able to remove <laughs> and his... And he says, I'm so hot right now. He's able to remove his hands finally from his pockets, but when he grabs the handrail, he's unable to let go. And then it starts to get really hot, and he was unable to let go of that. And then Elrond it starts to get real sticky. Told him he could. <laughs> It's so sticky. You take. You can let go when I'm finished. And then he just sends Bill home. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> so Bill was only able to find out about this later after a session of hypnotic regression. Now all the guys at the sci-fi club know that Elrond's power of hypnotism, and they begin to think that he may be hypnotizing them at any moment. They'll never know, and Elrond gains a lot of power through this. So in 1949, Hubbard announced to the sci-fi community that he'd been working on a book of psychology. This got the fanboys all hard because at the time, science has been providing a lot of information and the way things work in the world, such as rockets or space exploration and some other examples I don't remember. So, wow, if a sci-fi writer could make a new science happen, then they would just blow their loads. Was that your joke? Any, like, shit on my jokes? That wasn't a joke. That was just me. Oh, Riffin, you actually write your jokes in words. Most of the time, yeah. So in December 1949, Dianetics was teased in an issue of Astounding Science Fiction. In April, the editor of the magazine said it would cure insanity, which they thought was contagious, and many other diseases Women. through the power yeah. of their mm -hmm. own mind. You're being <laughs> hysterical, Susan. <laughs> smack, smack. <laughs> Calm yourself. Smack, smack. Have some medicine. What's the lead celebrity female Scientologist? Leo Ramini. Who's that? 
the chick you were talking about earlier, the one that defected, and now she tells all Game her. Oh, I thought she was talking about it earlier. Who, me? No, Sean. Huh? No, brought, you were. He brought her up. You brought her I up. I don't think I did. He don't even know who she is. I don't know who she is. And I said I was okay with it because she was born David's in the Scientology. David's getting dementia first. And then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Sean brought it up. Nope. Are you sure? I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, God. I know about her. And, uh, but I thought guy. You brought it up. I thought Sean brought it up, and that's why we were talking I about I never it. bring up anything important. Ooh. Sean don't even know where he's at right now. I Apparently, don't. Apparently, I don't either. <laughs> like, no lie, you brought that up, and you might have Alzheimer's. All right, Ooh. so. Another one. Another one. So a guy named John Campbell, a scientist who may have been the editor of that magazine that we're just talking about. You need to oil these hinges. <laughs> Became one of Elrond's earliest followers and also the first test subject of auditing. He was able to travel in his mind to his birth and cure his sinusitis. His nose disease, according to Aaron. I thought it was a sinus I thing. I have no it's idea a, what it was. a blood disorder. You Sinus said it was a blood disease. You said it was an anal blood disease. C-Y-A-N. Hemorrhoids. You're the one that said anal blood disease. Yeah. Hemorrhoids. Just full of blood in the toilet. Anyways, Campbell wrote to his doctor friend, Dr. Joseph Winner, and told him of his experience. You just shove it back in? Like, to keep the, the good blood? in? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you eat. can't shove blood back in once it's in the toilet water. Go back in your home. Oh, that's true. It's in the toilet water. You're like one of those people that, like, thinks peeing on themselves is good and... What? And if you're in the desert... Elaborate. Like, um, Sean's thinking putting stuff back into you... You do drink good. your pee in the desert. No, no but mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking about the people that like pee in bowls and stuff and rub it on their face or come in things and no. they're like, oh, this is good for your skin. No, that's, that's a different section of the pore that I don't go to. But all that stuff is waste. It's coming out of you for a reason. It's not good for you. Because you're happy? No, that's, uh, just, sometimes. that's just the jizz. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the ladies. Oh, can you press another one? Because I got one. No, it's a double. This I one. actually don't have a double. Another one. Sound to make my own. What's wrong with the one we had? Double, I don't know what it was. Double dragon. about Drake. You know, I try to... Do you remember what it was? I try to hate on him, but I played some Drake today. Another one. Some of it. I don't know what no, it's that's from. one. Another one. Oh. Some we had a tube, and I don't know what it was. I was at a skating rink, and they played Hot Light Bling. And I was like, damn, this is like a skating song. Why were we at a skating rink? It's the skate. Oh, uh, I had two. The two. It was the girl one, wasn't it? Girl drink? Two beers. No champagne or dirty drink. I like beer and beer. That was, was that the, the beer corner. Oh, well, shit, I don't know. Oh, beer corner. Exactly. Yeah. I don't listen to this shit Man, podcast. Man, you need to. All right, so Camel told his doctor friend, Dr. Joseph Winner, and told him about his experience. Winner used Elrond's method of Dianetics on his son, who had all of a sudden become afraid of the dark and ghost. When he audited him, he learned that when he was born, uh, he had like, the cord wrapped around his neck and he almost Umbilical. died. And he was scared of the doctors and the dark and stuff. So you said inferred. We're I talking about a woman's vagina for a while. Yeah, that's why he was scared of the dark, because he was coming out of the dark vagina. His mother had a really deep cave. <laughs> very deep and very dark. Yeah. Which is cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah. just, you, you don't have a, a good place to put them, so you just got to shove them up there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that why women's pussies think sometimes? Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. That's why you, you go down and like... <laughs> she tastes like cigarettes. She tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh, that was a good one. I gotta leave that one in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> gross. <laughs> so now Joseph Winter's on board too. Elrond, Campbell, and Winter began writing the terminology for Dianetics, and we'll get into those a little bit later. In May 1950, Dianetics debuted in Sci-Fi Magazine, but it was only a little taste. You had to buy the whole book for $4, which in 1950s money was $4 million. God damn. That's math. That's just math. That's good math I just did that off the top of my head. So he finally refined his treatment of the mind and detailed it in his writing called Dianetics, the Modern Science of Mental Health, published in May 1950. It became an instant hit, making the New York Times bestseller list for 26 consecutive weeks and sold 55,000 copies in its first two weeks. It's the biggest selling book on the mind ever written. It was not a success to actual science and mental health professionals. He added a part in his book as a preemptive strike against them and said that they only zombify their patients with drugs and actually make patients worse so that they never actually helped. They only collected a paycheck. Goddamn science, bitches. Maybe they... You know, like JFK and Marilyn Monroe, they were drugs so bad. Like, maybe the drugs were so bad back then. Like, we need Scientology to get off these drugs. Well, the drugs of JFK, that motherfucker had, like, a broken Marilyn back. Marilyn Monroe. And they, they're, they're Dr. Giving, Feelgood gave them those. Yeah, uh, they were giving, like, mix of stuff and meth. Well, I mean, like Nazis I, did meth. That was just standard medicine back yeah, then. Yeah, they didn't know it was that bad. Man. They were just like, fuck, this feels good. <laughs> if I was in World War Why are II? my teeth falling off? <laughs> oh, yeah, gross. Never mind. I do like my teeth. Uh, yeah, Scientology hates psychiatrists and psychologists. Um, I was like, why does... Uh... Oh, who's the most popular female Scientologist? You already asked that. We, we did that already. Oh, I thought that's how On she... air. I like, thought that's why she came up. No, nah, that's what... Two minutes ago. Um, oh. That's why Tom Cruise left. My Nicole Kidman, because her dad is a famous, I think, psychologist My from Australia. And the Australian government does not like Scientology one bit. My bad. I assume that she broke up with him. Get out of here, mate. Probably because she's so tall. Difference. Yeah, yeah. She's really strong. hot. Yep. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like everything she's ever 60. been in lately. She's still really fucking hot. For an old woman, yes. Not even for an old one, for just a nasty old Australian bitch. She's pretty fucking hot. Jeez, that was a little cold. Alright, yeah, time to learn about Dianetics, ready boys? Ready. This is, this is a, new stuff. You haven't I heard love about, Dianetics. You haven't heard about any of this. I've heard about this before. Is this the stuff that makes you pee? <laughs> That's diabetics. Diuretics. Diet. Anyway... So its intention was to be a new sort of psychotherapy. It's self-help bullshit, like I've said many times before. Elrond says that any bad experience or hard times had during your life or subconscious are recorded in your mind. And these painful experiences that the mind stores are called Ingrams. They can be called up at any time and cause physical or emotional ailments. The Ingrams can be removed through a process called auditing, like what Joseph Winter did to his son, and that's how he became gay. John Camel got rid the of first his skin. Yeah, he got, learned he was afraid of vaginas. That's how John died. Camel got rid of his blood or something. Sinus, 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 sinus. He switched his blood with AB blood with like orange juice. Good. That's good for immunity. I read this article today that when uh, 
Sunny D came out, there was this kid in England that drank so much of it that his skin turned orange. Sunny D was pretty good. Do they still make that? I hope not. <laughs> but then I used to I, drink the I, shit out I, of that. I think so. When, we drank it once, like just to see, and we're all like, "This is great." And I think my mom was like, "This is pure sugar." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and probably this shit's expensive. No more. Probably, than that. yeah. Anyway, the company was just like, he drank way more than anybody's supposed to. He's only drinking Sunny D. <laughs> this shit will be gone in like two weeks if he stops. Anyway, um, so after all the Ingrams are healed, the person is cleared. That's a term you should know, clear. So through this, a person would have a perfect functioning mind and a photographic memory and be healed of any physical ailments. He kind of made it seem like anything physically wrong with you is psychosomatic and auditing can fix you. The mind rules all, so you fix the mind, you fix the body. Elrond began holding seminars to lecture about Dianetics and to train auditors. He used a machine called an e-meter, and the e-meter itself does nothing. It's a way the auditors use the machine that makes it so effective. So the e-meter is, you got the cans, you hold onto the cans. It's pretty much like a lie detector test. They'll say words to you, and then the needle will spike, and then there will be just like, why did that spike when I said poop? But they had control to make it spike? I don't really know. I don't think so. I think it's just all about your... I honestly... I have no idea how it works. Um. Anyway, you're supposed to just float the needle in the middle, but I, I really... I don't think they know how it works either. That's why they're so good at um, fooling people. Just make up whatever. Yeah, it's just like spike and... I said duty, and you're like, oh, do you like anal? You really are sticking, Leon. <clears throat> Jesus. Um, He's been used a lot. Yeah. Slow Fridays for some people. Fast so, Fridays for Leon. <laughs> man <laughs> is mind, body, and Thetan. The Thetan is a spiritual being, and the Thetan inhabits the body and has a mind, and the mind is made up of mental images. The images contain an energy of force, so when you bring up images in your head... The e-meter picks up on the energy and spikes somehow. So Elrond established the Hubbard Dianetic Research Foundation in Elizabeth, New Jersey, where he would train the auditors. The money just started flowing in. People flocked to Hubbard because, like all cult leaders, he was charismatic. And during this time in the 50s, you gotta think, religion was spiking because everybody was coming home from the war. You had these dudes that are all been killing people for five years so they looked to religion to help them through ptsd i heard somebody brought up a good point that it was easier back then because everyone got drafted so when everybody got back everybody had something to talk about he's like the war yeah the war is crazy so it was like easier to relate to people back then the fuck because that everybody have to do with was religion? in the war well i don't see why they did need religion because uh, they could talk about all the murders amongst each other. Well, they should have uh, garages in their houses and just talk to each other. Garages weren't invented until 1987. Uh, that's true. Because of cars. Anyway, religion had <laughs> exactly. a big <laughs> big spike in the 50s. So Dianetics did take one little decline after one of his seminars failed miserably. He had one of his clears on a stage, and she supposedly had perfect recall. But... When his lecture started, she couldn't remember any of her physics formulas. She was physics major. Should have put a man up there. Right. <laughs> so they opened, Elrond opened the lecture up open to, to questions from the audience. And someone was like, what did you have on breakfast on May 15th? 
She couldn't answer. Fucking eggs. Right? What was on page 120 of Dianetics? Your mama. A period. And when Elrond turned away, someone was like, Quick, what color is Hubbard's tie? She couldn't couldn't remember. So people Uh, began walking out of the seminar. Something like that would happen today. That would be plastered all over the internet. There'd be a video of that. And Scientology would have been done dead right then and there. I don't know. I think you're giving people too much credit on that. Why? You could just not put it on the internet. Oh, I'm saying like no, too they, smart. Yeah, even if it was on the internet, they would still still believe it. Um, I mean, Joe Biden's all over the internet, and people still believe him. That's AI. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I saw an AI pizza commercial, and that was actually really scary. But the pizza looked really delicious. <laughs> I've seen some AI. Their mouth is going like this. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like AI video, and it, like, it doesn't understand how things work. And- Do you like pizza? Do you hate politics? Well, love your family here at the pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this a real thing? Yeah. It was pretty just like creepy. any AI video, like it's, they are, it's like super creepy. I saw AI comedy thingy it was really terrible but i could understand what it was trying to get at yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so Aaron said that being clear is the finish line the end point of dianetics but a person could always bounce in and out of being clear and that's what happened to that girl obviously yeah so also what dianetics about? was a public practice so other people moved into leadership roles and took his process and intertwined them with esoteric or occult practices. It really wasn't structured very well or anything. So people would pay like 500 bucks for the book and the course. Buy the book, you take the course, you become an auditor, and then you can go out and... Do whatever you want. Right. Um, so that sort of kind of splintered the movement. So then he began having marital issues around this time. He began having an affair with a 20-year-old PR assistant named Barbara and his wife Sarah was having an affair with Barbara's boyfriend, who was a Dianetics auditor. Elrond called the FBI and said that Sarah and the boyfriend were communists and drug addicts trying to get them picked up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so when an agent, FBI agent came to interview him, the agent stated that there wasn't really anything fishy about the couple, but we should definitely open a file on this <laughs> fucking Elrond guy. So he tried to have Sarah committed as insane. We were talking about earlier. So I think he had a couple of his Dianetic followers kidnap his wife and his child. And then he's driving all over California trying to find a doctor to have her committed as insane. (laughs) Just doctor to doctor. mm -hmm. And everybody was like, no, get the fuck out of here. So he took their daughter. He let Sarah go back to her house or whatever. He took the daughter. She files for divorce and said that he was already married because when he married her, he was still married to Polly Grubb. And he also subjected her to sleep deprivation, beatings, strangulation, kidnapping, and extortions. He extortions her to commit suicide. So this motherfucker kidnapped their daughter, took her to Cuba. He couldn't really take care of her kid, so he left her with a mother and a daughter who happened to be retarded. Both of them? Both of them. Apparently, I guess it does make sense. They might have kept her in a cage. Oh, and he's calling his sorry. wife and's like, I killed her, I chopped her up, and I threw her in the fucking river. Um, it wasn't true. So she ends <laughs> up <laughs> But I mean that's Fuck me. If you would, sorry, how yeah. could you even think that for like an hour if that was your kid? Right. That's crazy. And she went through this for a little while. Oh, if I was a 
anyway, I was like, I did this. I was like, well, now you're going to die. <laughs> So she did get her daughter back. She got her divorce. Elrond got his first Man. bit of bad media exposure. He didn't want to have the, he didn't want to have the bad press. Like I was saying, he told Sarah to kill herself so he wouldn't look so bad through getting a divorce with his wife. <laughs> and he's really I don't think he was really good to women and his writings also had a lot of fucked up things to say about women. Uh Dianetics said that women are unfaithful creatures. Most have affairs, and they all attempt abortions through, like, stabbing needle, needing needles in their stomachs or through their vaginas. Why I'm, specifically knitting needles? Just Because that's all they do all day is knit. Okay. Right? I while don't understand why working. While people are hopping on this his wagon. Well, why would a, <laughs> why would a woman do it if that's oh, all? Yeah. Like, he's Because she's like, I am a lying fucking creature <laughs> <laughs> oh he so called it there was he's there's this thing in the book too that a child will get an ingram while the mom is pregnant with a child she's obviously fucking somebody else that's not her husband so she's like maybe the dude would be like uh take it take it take it while he's fucking her like take this dick this is just an example okay Take this dick. Take it, bitch. And Pretty specific. And then the child would be born, and he remembers, take it, take it, take it, so he would become a thief. It's like a Hodor situation? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name is take it, and that's all he can say is take well, it? Well, no, that would become an Ingram, like a bad thought in your head, so he would become like a criminal or a thief. Maybe that's so how Arnold Schwarzenegger was born. He's like, I'm the man. I'm the man. I don't know. <laughs> You're the uh, governor of California. Oh, there was also something else really dumb. Like, the mom, pregnant with a child, thing. would be constipated. And she was like, oh, I'm so stuffy. I can't take the stuffing from the poop. So the kid would come out with allergies or sinus problems. Like, his nose is always stuffed up. This is okay. true. I'm not saying it correctly, but this is true stuff that is in his... Like, this is how it actually happens in real life. Yeah. No, that's in his book. Like, he talks about co- right. women being that's constipated. He claims, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. So, Elrond started creating franchises for Dianetics, opening up shops all over the U.S. and abroad. He did have a collaboration with a wealthy gentleman named Don Purcell, who tried to set up a foundation. Okay, so, sorry. So, Elrond's in Cuba at this time. He finally gets his divorce, and he comes back to the U.S. He sets up in Wichita. He hooks up with this guy named Don Purcell, who's a rich fucking guy who likes Dianetics. He wants to open up his Dianetics clinic. Clinic, yes, thank you. <laughs> and he's going to pay for the whole thing and have Elrond open up, do whatever he wants. He's Let me guess, Elrond bangs his wife. No, but I mean, oh. he's going to fuck him over because, I mean, that's all he does to people. Elrond becomes the king of Gondor. No. So they set up a foundation in Wichita, but they would defer on, on the thought of how Dianetics should move forward. So people, when they'd get audited, they would usually go back to conception. They'd go so far as conception. And then people started to go before that into, like, past lives and stuff. Purcell did not believe in past lives. Elrond was just like, that's cool, because now people have to... Pay more. Pay more, because they're getting so many more Ingrams from these other past lives that they have to come to me to get all these Ingrams. Uh, vanquished, deleted from their minds so they could be healed or whatever. 
So it's all about money. So Elrond's like, cool, fuck yeah, I like past lives. So he's got that constant money flow of, of past life Ingrams. Purcell didn't really believe in past lives. He thought this was just like a self-help therapy. Um, Purcell also had another problem. He incurred the debt of Elrond's New Jersey Dianetic Center, which went bankrupt. And so Purcell incurred all that debt from New Jersey. Couldn't pay for it all. So he's finally like, I'm going to just declare bankruptcy and uh, become more successful in a few years. Yeah. So he ended up declaring bankruptcy, then he could pay for the debt of New Jersey, and that was like the first Dianetics Center, so he pretty much owned Dianetics at that point. So he ends up owning Dianetics. Elrond has all of his followers make Purcell's life a living hell. They're stalking him, um, they're gaslighting him, and he just kind of gives up the rights to Dianetics. So Elrond writes more books on Dianetics, he revamps it, he makes... This thing called the tone scale, which is, uh, so this is the scale. This is the tone scale. So you have to work what your way up. What are these little hairy guys? I think they look like suns to me, but I'm not sure. Well, the right side is like fuzzy and the left side is suns. Well, because the right side is the bad side. Uh, okay. So you're pretty much trying to get rid of all these Ingrams to work up your way up the scale to get to 40, which is what? Serenity of beingness. There you go. So Man. that's the ultimate. Not really. This shit Total is so... failure to serenity of being. Why don't you just read some of the stupid shit that's in between? I just postulates. Oh, that's on the bottom. Action. That's above that one. Aesthetic. You went from down up, right? Yeah. Cheerfulness. That's all the good ones. Hate, anger, pain, hostility, anxiety, fear, despair, terror, numb, hmm. sympathy, grief, making amends, hopeless, apathy, dying, body death, <laughs> failure, pity. Shame, regret. Sounds like a Tuesday for me. <laughs> well, I just don't get how people would be like, "Oh, I'm at, I'm at negative ten. What, what is negative ten? Being I've, objects. I fluctuate depending on how close Who's I am like, to food. I'm at being, I'm at being objects. I'm trying to <laughs> like, move. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm trying to move up. So yeah, this is that. the kind of shit people are following. Like, yeah, I mean, some of it kind of works, but it doesn't make sense in the order it's in. And some of it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's dumb to me. All right, so uh, Dianex is pretty much on the decline. Hubbard moved on. He's got his divorce from Sarah Northrup. He marries an 18-year-old Mary Sue Whip, who is a default follower of Dianetics. So the daughter still in <laughs> the last name? Brazil to this day? The daughter? Oh, in Cuba? No, she, he got her, she, Sarah she, got her, she, the, okay. the daughter back. She's. I don't know what she's doing now. She's probably ugly as fuck. I bet. Um, he moved well, no, Cuba. Cuba. Sorry, yeah, yeah, they are ugly. Cubans? But she's not Cuban. not Cuban. Cubans are not ugly. I'd, she just they stayed probably in Cuba. are. But uh, guys, probably. Elron Hubbard's ugly. So why would you bring up Cuban guys? <laughs> I think you have a problem. It's called being gay. <laughs> yeah. So he moves to Phoenix, Arizona. When you, well, give him that list, and when you see a penis. How does it make you feel? Is that a Rorschach <laughs> test? No, it's just a scale. Is it the very sunny happiness? Ooh, like, Scientology just... does hate homosexuals Uh-oh. a lot. It did look like a hot dog with like mustard coming out. just wanted to eat it all up. <laughs> so he moves to Phoenix, Arizona. He establishes the Hubbard Association of Scientologists International to promote his new science of certainty, Scientology. It's a thought that Dianetics was too individualistic 
and he brought about Scientology as a religion to be the big dog. He wants to be in charge. He just pretty much repackaged Dianetics, made it even more confusing, so you had to go to him to understand it, and of course you're going to pay a shitload of money. Hubbard said, if you want to make a little money, you write a book. If you want to make a lot of money, you create a religion. So we're going to stop there. We'll call that part one. Next week, we'll get into Scientology, what's going on with Hubbard, and we'll get a little bit into what Scientology is doing today. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to like us and share us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you don't mind, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Keep it sexy. I'm Sean. And that is why you do not get a sign-off. <laughs>